We preview the Socceroos on the Splash today, plus some Ashes chatter. It is Thursday, the 9th of November. Welcome into the Splash. I'm your host, Phil Pryor, and I'm joined straight up by cricket journalist for Fox Sports Australia as well, Joe Barton and Jacob Karoop. How are we, boys? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, very well. Very well, well, yeah. Second second podcast for the day for me. Exactly. That's what we're going to talk about in a moment. Find out exactly what happened on the cricket podcast today. Look, just quickly, we did uh, a full Ben Simmons uh, discussion on the Splash yesterday, uh, and the content keeps coming. Uh, The insane numbers he's put up from his first 10 uh, NBA games, basically, uh, Shaq-like to begin with. What do you reckon, Joey? Uh, I'm a huge basketball fan and a huge Shaq fan as, a, as an Orlando Magic tragic yeah. for uh, many, many years. And Seven double-doubles from his first 10 games, uh, which equals the great Shaq from a rookie season. Yeah. Well, well, let's see if we can keep it up like Shaq. I don't want him to get <laughs> quite the same physique as Shaq. I like the slightly more athletic-looking uh, uh, Ben Simmons, but... Mate, what a, what a performance he's put in for the first two weeks of the season. Ben Simmons, the new Jared Hayne for Fox Sports Australia. <laughs> but, you know, that's people are just lapping up the, the Ben Simmons content. And with good reason, yeah. too, you know. Fair to say he's, he's, um, he's going a bit better than Jared did in America. <laughs> that is, that's, a fair, that's a very fair point, Jacob. Uh, look, also, uh, we're, we're going to be discussing the Socceroos uh, crossing to David Weiner from Honduras on the splash today. Uh, also confirmed, Matt, Loy- Matt Moylan has joined the Sharks. That is now official. Um, but as, I've, as we've mentioned, we've got the cricket boys in the room. A uh, bit of cricket talk first. Uh, Joe, you were on uh, a Fox Sports cricket podcast uh, earlier today. Uh, that'll be up by the time our listeners out there are tuning into the splash. Uh, that'll be on uh, on the Fox Sports Cricket podcast as well. What uh, what was spoken about? Who was on it, first of all, and uh, what did you guys discuss? Uh, so it was uh, Tom Morris, who's a cricket guy, a cricket writer from Melbourne, and we had uh, great columnist Brett Gies, former Australian international. He was on um, where the three of us discussed and came put the put our minds together to come up with the Australian eleven for the Gabba, mm-hmm. who we think it would be or who we think it should be. Yeah, um, we, it's a podcast we did about a month ago, and yeah, basically there's a, there's been there's been some changes to the oh, yeah. to the team, so um, including a few people being outvoted, and Jeeves wasn't happy with a few <laughs> a few of my votes. And uh, I certainly got outvoted. Got a, got on a little bit, a well. little bit heated at times that podcast. Always does, always does with uh, with Jeeves. He loves coming off the long run and uh, is very, very off firm. Off the back fence. Yeah, very firm with his opinions. And he, he is. Doesn't Actually, hold back. I resigned from the selection panel and sat <laughs> this podcast out. Yeah, good call, to Just be honest, enough. I reckon. And we also, yeah, so we, we came up with our 11, which you can uh, hear if you if you tune in. I don't yep. know if I should yep. reveal it here or, or on the other podcast. I don't want to take their numbers away. No, no, no. Uh, but we also spoke to Daily Mirror um, journalist from, from the UK, Dean Wilson, who's across everything England cricket, talking about um, the latest on Ben Stokes, whether he thinks Ben Stokes is going to play. He's He still thinks it's unlikely. You, you hear the chatter coming out of England at the moment, and it yeah. seems like every day it seems like they're edging closer, slightly closer and closer um, to Stokes playing some role. Probably okay. not probably not in time for the Gabba, because I think he's not fit um, still with his broken hand, broken thumb. <laughs> I think we all know how that happened. But uh, 
Yeah, so he, but he, he thinks it's unlikely Stokes will play any part. Um, yep. But he, yep. he gives us some great insight into who he thinks will be um, the Eng- in the England team, uh, an okay. update from how they're going in Adelaide playing against the Cricket Australia eleven, And then we speak to Holly Furling, the, um, the injured Australian fast bowler. She's, uh, well, she's come back from an injury recently, um, an elbow injury. Otherwise, I think she'd be more than likely playing part in the women's day-night test, the historic Ashes day-night test, which is uh, mm. beginning at North Sydney Oval this afternoon. Yeah, right. Uh, and so, yeah, it is Thursday today. Also today, uh, the Cricket Australia 11, they're up against... England uh, and for all those listeners out there the Fox Cricket team online will be uh, keeping everyone uh, well and truly up to date uh, with both of those big games kicking off today um, now Joe as you mentioned everyone uh, gave their two cents worth on the Fox Cricket podcast about what they reckon uh, the makeup of the Ashes side for the Gabba should be but you aren't the only ones that can have their say. Uh, Jacob, I believe uh, you're getting up a piece for Fox Sports as well, um, where everyone out there, all the punters, all the fans, uh, they can have uh, have their say, ma- uh, come up with their own uh, test team. Uh, yep. Give us the lowdown. Oh, as, as the saying goes, there's 22 million selectors in Australia. At least 22 million people think they should be selectors. Yeah. Um, yep. So here's your chance to you know have your say and pick your your team for the Gabba. Um, story's already gone up. Just leave your 11 in the comment section. I've put together my short list of, you know, candidates for the team. I think the, the two real big debates are around number six and, and the keeper, but there's also a bit of contention at the top of the order now mm. with a bit of what I'd say is undue pressure on Matt Renshaw. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you think otherwise, let us know. Where is that pressure mainly coming from on, on Matt Renshaw, just quickly? He's not scoring runs, is, is where yeah. the pressure's coming from. He's, he's had four knocks in uh, Sheffield Shield cricket this over the first two rounds. Hasn't got out of t- uh, above 19, I think is his best score. Three scores in the teens and yep. a duck. There's one. A one, yeah. So he's, um, the pressure is basically coming from himself because he's uh, not getting out of first yeah, gear. Yeah, sure. He's built up what we would all think is built up quite a lot of good credits uh, yeah. from last summer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're there at the top of the order, you've got to be scoring runs, and that's that's the only reason why he's under pressure. By the same token, um, while you should be scoring runs at the top of the order, he has managed to stay in in these Shield matches. Like he's, he's, They've been long scores in the teams. Um, so if there is a positive, he's still doing his job as an opener and taking the shine off the new ball. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Fair. Yeah, fair he's, enough. Look, he's in my team. Don't 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 uh, <laughs> don't get me wrong here. I'm I'm picking Matt Renshaw at the top of the order with David Warner. And uh, and and can you give me your uh, opinions on uh, on on what Ange Postacoglu's uh, Socceroos eleven looks like? Oh boy. <laughs> well, I think I think Maxi should definitely be in the eleven. <laughs> no, I don't know. How's Tim Cale's ankle? Yeah, good question. That's, my, that's my only question. He's the only he's the only soccer player worth uh, worth mentioning in yeah. these days. <laughs> We're about to find out. Uh, Dave Weiner uh, is joining the splash uh, in a moment. Uh, any more final cricketing thoughts before we uh, before we let you guys go back to your desks? Jacob's got nothing. I, just, I would say everybody should get down to North Sydney Oval uh, to watch the watch the women. If they win mm. this. Uh, four-day uh, day-night test, then they retain the Ashes, which they won from England two years ago. Okay. Um, because they've got four, they lead the series 4-2. They, they can pick up four points um, in the test match. That would be enough to retain the Ashes. Yep. North Sydney over one of the most beautiful grounds you'll you'll see. So anybody who's living in true. Sydney, who's listening to uh, this podcast, 
get on down. There's, there's there'll be cricket there through till uh, through till Sunday evening. Chance to see history, of course, as well. First ever day night Ashes Test. Yep, they're beating the men by a couple of weeks, um, mm. and yeah, and plenty of talent on show. The Aussie Aussie women have got uh, played some very good cricket across the one days. Yeah, um, yep. Rachel Haynes is leading from the front, uh, having taken over from. The injured Meg Lanning. So, yeah, plenty of good cricket to be played in uh, in and around Sydney this weekend. That's true. Excellent shout, uh, Joe and boys. Thanks for joining the Splash. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we just talked about the new cricket podcast, which is now up. The great debate uh, discussing all the selections. Um, well, we've also got a rugby podcast up uh, in the only today, so plenty of podcast stuff going up onto the Fox Sports podcast suite, and that's not all too. Um, Fox Football Digital lead, based in Honduras, has just put up a full preview, a full Socceroos v Honduras World Cup qualifying preview podcast on the Fox Football podcast. Um, alongside Simon Hill and Andy Arpa from Honduras uh, and the host of that podcast, David Weiner, joins The Splash now. So he is nice and busy. Welcome on, Dave. Hola, amigo. How are you? <laughs> is, that, is that the Spanish? Spanish, right? That, that's the extent. Two words. <laughs> uh, nice. Is that all, uh, all, the, all the language you need over there or are you uh, struggling a little bit? Yeah, I thankfully got a few people around me who can uh, put a few more words together. But I tell you what, there's nothing like the language and communication of s- smiling and hospitality and and generosity, and that's what we get here at Honduras. They're lovely, lovely people. Really? Um, so it hasn't been too abs- hostile towards the, the the Australians over there. Anything but. They're just look. Obviously, we're around. Um, the hospitality areas, that's where they're saying. But out, we went out today after training and ventured down to one of the street stalls to buy some jerseys and uh, traffic stopped as people ran down their windows and, and said hello and cheered Honduras and and, <laughs> and, and threw out whatever English they knew. And um, So there's no oh, there's no make, uh, mistaking uh, the nationality of, of, uh, of, of you lot over there? No, not really. Well, the Fox Sports Australia shirt probably gave it away. Right, um, right. <laughs> but um, no, look, there's there's no doubt they are aware of the, the perception and the problems that uh, are being reported on, and they are aware of their issues that they have here. Um, but as I said, we've only been welcomed. The Australian team's only been welcomed and looked after, and um, just a you know a beautiful everyone we've met have been beautiful people. And it was a um, a, a Peter Hellier joke of all things that's really. Uh, riled, yeah. up, riled up the locals. Unbelievable on uh, on the project. Look, and, and what is happening, and uh, you know, not dislike what would happen if uh, when when Australian media looks for what other people are saying about us. They're not missing anything. They're media monitoring to the real nth degree. Um, and Peter Hill's comments from two weeks ago resurfaced this week mm. um, when he said that you know what happens, Australia beats Syria, then they go and they play in the murder capital the world it was not at the moment has had that title uh who do they play next isis and look uh, the benefit of the doubt to peter heather at the time is banter in australia good humor um in a very australian paradigm did not go down well here right. a different culture over there different and and the thing is is football's in such a global context um that 
whilst you might not get it, what was really weird was that he went back again and made more jokes about it today. And I, I've got to say, you know, it, it has genuinely hurt people. Uh, we probably made, you know, the, when we first drew Honduras, I made no apologies on our Fox Sports Australia website, the crime rate, the history was part of what we painted and part of what we reported because that is that is part of the story here. Um, mm. But there's also got to be a little bit of sensitivity, a little bit of context. We're here now with that context. We can bring that context back. Um, and there's a f- really perfect um, explanation of how the guys over here feel about it. Um, there's a story on sites also in our Fox podcast that you, you talked about. We've got the chief editor of one of, the, one of the newspapers here that's covering the game really diligently and vibrantly. Um, and he said, look, the people are hurting because we know it's – one of the things we have to work on here yeah. enough of poking fun at us you know yeah. it's yeah. let's talk about the football it's 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 a cheap shot as andy harper described today yeah. um because it is a problem here and and they're very sensitive about it and um who are we to come along bullying them uh about you know their their social issues yeah. so yeah as i said really lovely people they've got it they've got problems with gang crime here not in the particular area i'm in um they're aware of it it's it's they're working through the government police to try and reduce those rates uh but those comments really struck a chord it's a it's a sore spot it's a genuine sore spot um depending who you speak to some people say that it is going to create a sense of motivation and a source of siege mentality for the players because you've got to remember it's not just the media talking about it players are talking about it, the Honduran FA are talking about it, the politicians are talking about it, the people running in the presidential election have spoken about it. Wow. Um, so let's wake up a little bit. We're, we're in a very global picture here. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's become a very key part of the narrative towards this game. Interesting. Yeah, well, uh, luckily I, I uh, you know, give a lot more credit to the uh, – the Fox Sports Australia and the Fox Sports football audience than uh, than the project audience anyway. So, uh, so I think we can we can move on here and actually talk about uh, the on pitch action um, and everything surrounding that and and uh, and and be a little bit more sensitive uh, towards social issues over in Honduras. Um, Dave, yeah. uh, you you just mentioned uh, Andy Harper uh, a moment ago. So Simon Hill yourself. And Andy Harper have a full, like full forty or so minute, uh, fifty three minute bumper <laughs> preview podcast uh, on the Fox Football podcast. Um, run us through that very quickly before I uh, ask you a couple of more questions. Yeah, so it, you know it's a real treat. We we recorded that at the team hotel. We had Danny Vukovic, one of the team members, join us for fifteen twenty minutes. Great talker. Great insight uh, to his his personal uh, development, um, what happens in Socceroos camp, what they're working on, uh, the tactics of a two-leg game, fantastic stuff. As I mentioned, chief editor of the paper here, Diaz. How, how good is this? They produce a 14, 15, 16-page sports paper every day. Wow. Um, and it is just going absolute hammer and tong on the Socceroos uh, at the moment. Uh, the Socceroos on the front page of that today. Giving, um, us a bit of a challenge. A run, giving us a run for our money. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, they've got 15 people covering the game um, just for that newspaper. So Gee. that gives you a bit of context into how good that stuff is. He's 
fantastic. You want your crib notes on Honduras? He gives you everything. It's 20 minutes within the podcast. We hang off, hang off every word he said. He was fantastic company. Is it, mainly, the game. Is it mainly football uh, in that country? Is it maybe a little bit of baseball being Central America as well? Pardon my ignorance. What, what other sports nah, do they football. engage with? It's, Just football? Yeah, from what I can tell so far, it, it's it's very much their number one. It's uh, at the moment they've got the World Cup qualifier and the presidential race happening within about ten days of each other. Yeah. And all anyone's talking about at the moment, around what I can tell, <laughs> is, the, is the World Cup qualifier. So that gives you a bit of context. Um, it does mean a hell of a lot to them yeah. to qualify. Um, so yeah, the podcast has got a. We hope it's covered a bit of insight of, of being on the ground bit of insight of our opponents and a bit of talk about the team and tactics and, okay. and Ange Postacoglu as well. So, yeah, awesome. hopefully you enjoyed it over the next couple of days. Yeah, awesome. And uh, now, uh, Honduras, they're, they're, they're fired up, clearly. Uh, they're going to come out firing. But do they know who they're dealing with? Because that's <laughs> our main tactic as well, you know? Like, we're the physical uh, footballing nation. Do they know what they're getting themselves into uh, if they're going to try and, uh, you know... Uh, go out there with brute force uh, and just try and intimidate us? Look, it's going to be so interesting, and that's what's so compelling. More as a neutral, because it's a bit more nerve-wracking if you're invested in the Socceroos like uh, so many Australians are, yeah. because you just don't know which way this tie is going to go when it all hinges on exactly what you touched on, the the, the helter-skelter intensity of the first game. We've seen the stadium from the outside, uh, it's just going to be a furnace on game day. It's going to be a heaving atmosphere. That's something for the Australians to cope with. Um, the Hondurans rarely travel, let alone yeah. to Australia, let alone two days before a game on the other side of the world. They need to get this done or at least get themselves on the front foot yeah. right here in their own backyard. So whilst Australia does love to normally set the agenda in a game, the balancing act is going to be so important because Australia knows if they can leave here effectively at halftime of this two-leg tie intact, they should be good enough to run home at the end of it just yeah. from sheer legs and depth. Um, but Honduras are just going to be up for a fight, a scrap, a, a, a brutal battle. They'll press uh, so intensely uh, against Socceroos and it's going to be a real test of their wherewithal. Um, it's going to be a real test of their technique and yep. it's going to be a test of their ability to adapt because um, even the, the pitch is going to be, we're going to see it tomorrow and, and I believe there's a few question marks about it um, and the side just cannot switch off for a second because Honduras have real pace. Their aim is to get forward quickly and if Australia do turn the ball over, they've just got to be so damn careful that there's not a door open at the back um, that punishes them. So, all hinges. What a first 30 minutes it's going to be yeah. uh, on Saturday morning in Australia, Australian time because Honduras will want to come out of the blocks. Australia will know if they can get it to half time, to the 50th minute mark, to the 60th minute mark, keep knocking off those milestones. The longer they can do that, the more the tie swings into yeah. the soccer's favour. Yeah, sure. And uh, I asked the – we had the, the cricket boys on just before yourself, Dave, and, and I asked them what uh, – what their insight is, um, uh, you know, heading into this game, and and uh, the only uh, analysis or, or or anything I got out of them was, is Tim Cahill playing? Is is how's how's Timmy's ankle? So give us the the latest on uh, on Timmy Cahill. 
he jogged straight past us today. He walked past me to the pool at Team Hotel today. So he's getting right in amongst it. Um, so he's going out of his way to show you that his ankle's fine. He's very much making those public, um, those public sort of utterances. Yeah, I think he will be available. Um, it's very smokes and mirrors. I mean, it's so a bit of games here. Um, I don't think they would have brought him over just for his leadership. I think that's a long way to come for an off-field um, presence. Yeah, I don't think he would have started regardless. I think Tommy Urich will start. The question is. Um, and I would think, given the fact that he was jogging around the pitch today and he's got one more session tomorrow and he's taken all the precautions and physio, physio moves needed to get himself right, if we do get to that 50, 60, 70th minute mark, as I just said, and it's nil all, it's it's one all, we're in the game, it's one nil, we're going to drag an away goal, you bring him on. Yeah, for sure. You bring him on for a cameo. Yeah. Um, and I think the Hondurans know that that's the case too because the first question they're asking at training is, yeah. Counting numbers and they go, where's Tim? Yesterday he wasn't there, today he was. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I, I dare say, well, uh, you know, even from what we've heard so far out of the uh, the Honduras camp, Tim is the the danger man that, um, you know, even just throw him out there uh, essentially as a decoy. I know necessarily that doesn't work in certain sports, but, um, you know, but if there's going to be plenty of attention pointing towards Tim Cahill, then it could open things up uh, up top for someone else. So uh, de- definitely um, worth monitoring uh, the, the Cahill fitness heading into this game. Dave, one more question um, before before we let y- you go. Give uh, us and the listeners, the Splash listeners, some insight into uh, into what's happening over there with uh, with your crew. So basically, you've gone over with a couple of Fox Sports commentators who we've uh, mentioned already, uh, mm. a, a Fox football producer. Uh, so is it just kind of the, the four of you guys, uh, you know, knocking around over there? Yeah, it is. It's us and a, and a couple of Australian uh, Australians in the press contingent. And, um, you know, oh, funnily enough, we only got in. It feels like a lifetime ago, but it was, a, to be honest with you, it was 48 hours door-to-door, literally from my door in Sydney to landing at our hotel here um so it was a, it was a it was a long a long way yeah it's a uh, it's long long travel <laughs> yeah it was via san francisco and houston uh with a, wow. uh, to a couple of long layovers um and then we got straight in and we went straight to training uh, we're observing what's going on there we're talking to the local media uh, we're trying to get as much of a feel for all those talking points we mentioned about perception and, and, and just to really build our context and this understanding and appreciation uh, for where we were at. Uh, so as we watched training yesterday, um, you, 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 from my point of view, there's obviously you, there's a lot of writing to be done uh, from those guys. There's some set pieces to be recorded, uh, lots of preparation, uh, lots of reconnaissance, lots of just, you know, um, uh, finding out information this morning where we're fortunate enough to have interviews from early in the morning. We had a compelling 45 minutes with Andrew Postacoglu, uh, with some stories will come out tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, he got as sort of guarded as he has the whole time about uh, his future, um, yep. but otherwise was as, as expansive and interesting as, as he ever is. Um, and then, yeah, we were out to training again this afternoon, recorded this, we recorded our podcast, recorded a couple of uh, videos, um, 
And tomorrow off to Honduras press conference, which should be mm. very, very interesting because we haven't uh, we haven't gone there ourselves yet. So yeah, right. uh, we'll see what the reaction to 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 that kind of uh, yeah that little drama is as well. And tomorrow is the final match day presentations, the press conferences, the final opportunities, uh, and then it's countdown to, to match day. And I'm told it will just be buzzing in this city. And simply, I can't wait. I can't wait to convey it and bring all that home. Uh, in in all the content that I can, yeah, we're jealous that you are that you're going to be there and soaking it all in, uh, Dave. Good luck with the rest of the build up. Uh, good luck at the at the press conference tomorrow. That's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, and thanks for joining the splash. Absolute pleasure. Uh, hopefully, lots of good news to report over the next week. Fingers crossed. Yeah, certainly. Uh, stay tuned on the Fox Sports website for. Dave's content uh, as he's uh, reporting uh, straight from Honduras uh, and that'll do us on the splash on this Thursday. Uh, We'll have more updates for you on the splash tomorrow heading into Saturday uh, Australian time, uh, the showdown against Honduras. Uh, Until next time, that's a wrap. (laughs) 